Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. In book six of his Lives of the Philosophers, Diogenes Laertes is going to provide us with a sketch of the doctrines, a doxography, that is a statement of what it is that they actually believed and taught and lived by of the Cyrenaic hedonist school, which was started by Aristippus. And he's the main sort of representative of it early on, the originator of it. So looking at his life can also be quite useful for certain incidents. And that's actually where we should begin before launching into all of these other discussions of pleasure and pain. So Aristippus is being criticized for enjoying the favors of Lais, who is a very famous hetera or prostitute, a companion, literally. And so to those who were criticizing him, his defense was, I have Lais not her, me. And this shows you a really important attitude. He tells us that what is actually best is not abstinence from, or literally not using tome chresai pleasures, but rather the mastery, tokratein, of pleasures and not being mastered or worsted, beaten by them. So it's fine to pursue pleasures. And as we're going to see, it's fine to pursue all sorts of pleasures, regardless of the source. What's most important is that you can actually say no when you want to. As a matter of fact, talking about another incidence where somebody is criticizing him for going into the house of a prostitute, he says, the problem is not going in. The problem is not being able to go out when you need to. So what is it that they actually thought about pleasures? Well, here we to another really key doctrine. And there's an important qualifier here. They think that pleasure is the end and the good, right? So this is what makes them hedonists. That is the essence of a hedonist doctrine. Along with that would be the opposite. Pain is the bad. Pain is the thing we want to avoid the most. But notice that there's this important other bit to it, right? What is it? Well, particular pleasures, not just pleasure per se, but actual pleasures that we enjoy. So he calls these in some cases, te merike hedone, right? Pleasure that is a part or pleasure that is kata ton meron, right? So not happiness as an aggregate or some sort of overall state, eudaimonia, but rather enjoying pleasure right here, right now in the present and of a certain sort. So it is the end, the telos, the thing that we choose that we ought to be for smart wanting. And he tells us that pleasure, particular pleasure is in fact desirable for its own 
hauton sake. The Greek for that is di hauton hairete, something that we choose. We, we put our hands on for itself, through itself. We want pleasure and it's good, agathon. And, you know, he, he provides some evidence for this, right? He says that pleasure is the end is proved by the fact that from our youth up, we are instinctively attracted to it, right? And when we obtain it, we seek for nothing more and we shun nothing so much as its opposite pain. So, you know, these are some important, you could say, arguments that are being provided. Once you have pleasure, you're, you're doing good, right? You feel good. You don't need anything more. That's a sign that you've reached the end, the, the goal. We shun pain. We try to avoid it in whatever ways we can. And a little bit later, he says, well, what about people who don't choose pleasure, right? They deliberately abstain from it or something. And so his school says that some people may fail to choose pleasure, right? On occasion. Why? Because their minds are screwed up. Their minds have been literally turned in the wrong direction. And, you know, this could be a, a lot of different reasons. It could be that they're afraid of social disapproval. It could be bad habits. It could be that there's something actually wrong with their physical condition. It could be that they feel guilty about the pleasures that they engage in. Now, the analysis of pleasure and pain in this says that uh, from the Aristippian point of view, there are two basic states and both of these he calls kinesis, meaning motion or chain. There's something actually happening. So one of these is pleasure, hedone, a smooth motion, leon kinesin. The other, and he uses several different terms for pain. Interestingly, in Diogenes Laertes reporting, it's not the term that we would expect to see the most, lupe, which we typically translate directly as pain, but can also mean, you know, trouble or uh, other sorts of mental anguish and things like that. He actually uses the word ponon, which means something like toil or something that we just don't want to do. You know, chores are examples of that. But he also uses algain, you know, composites of that, which does also mean pain. When we talk about an analgesic and we take a pill to stop our headache or our physical pain, that's coming from that Greek term. So he's using several different particular connected terms for that. And he says that it's a rough motion, trachean kinesin, right? So this is what distinguishes on a physical level, pleasure and pain. Not all pleasures and pains, as he points out, are necessarily bodily or somatic or physical. Some can be mental or of the soul, psukike. And he gives us an example of that, the pleasure of, you know, taking joy in one's own country, uh, one's homeland. But for the most part, he's going to be focusing mainly on physical and, and or bodily pleasures and pains. So why uh, focus on the bodily pleasures and pains? This school held, contrary to the school of Epicurus, another hedonist school that became more popular, that's uh, coming a little bit later on in ancient history, that physical or bodily pleasures and pains are better and worse than mental pleasures and pains. And some of this is, you could say, phenomenological. They're saying this is just how it actually appears 
news to us. This is our experience. But some of it is also a matter of reasoning, right? So they will say that offenders are punished with physical pain, right? We should pay more attention to the body and to the to, than to the mind. And most importantly, and this is again where they're going to differ from the Epicureans. So the Epicureans held that uh, actually mental pleasures and pains are, are more important. And one reason is because you can use your projection ahead into the future, your expectation of hoping, right? Or your memory of past pleasures to produce present pleasure for yourself. And so the Aristippians or Cyrenaics say, yeah, that's not the case. I mean, you can have a memory of enjoying a good thing, but that sure as hell is not the same as the pleasure of eating that steak or candy bar or indulging in that, you know, sexual activity or whatever it happens to be right now in the present. The present is where we actually encounter pleasure. And once that pleasure is gone, it's gone, right? You're not bringing it back and dwelling on it and enjoying the same sort of pleasure. They also deny, going back to this two states, that there's any sort of real intermediary state. They say, well, you know, in between pleasure and pain is kind of like a, a neutral, a gap, a neither pleasure, a edonia, and neither pain, aponia, right? The a is a privative. It's just saying the lack of. And the epic Epicureans thought that with the removal of pain and trouble came the best kind of pleasure, a pleasure in rest. And the Aristippians are saying, yeah, not the case at all. Right? It's not, by the way, just the, the Epicureans who thought that. There were other philosophical schools that we have you know, some sort of testimony about that, that held a similar position about the best thing is actually not being pained, not being troubled, just being able to chill out. And the Aristippians, nope, that's not the case, right? So we pursue bodily pleasures and pains and they go even further. They say, you know, it's fine to enjoy pleasures, even if they are considered to be shameful what we sometimes call guilty pleasures, right? The pleasures that we don't want to get out there in social media that we are actually enjoying because people might look down upon us. And the Cyrenaics and Aristippus say, doesn't matter where it comes from, pleasure is pleasure, it's the good. So if you enjoy going to prostitutes, well, that's just a-okay for you, you know? We've seen that in the discussions earlier that Aristippus Aristippus himself could bring prostitutes up to his door and then say, see you later, no need for you right now. But that he also would sometimes go and frequent them in part because he, he viewed that as a more direct way to get the pleasure that he was looking for. There's actually a great argument that he provides as a response to somebody who's accusing him of living with a Hytaira, a courtesan prostitute. And he says, is there any difference between taking a house in which many people have lived before and taking one in which nobody has ever lived? And they said no. And then he said, or sailing in a ship in which 10,000 persons have sailed before and in one which nobody has ever sailed. And they say there is no difference. Then he says, well, it makes no difference whether the woman you live with has lived with many or nobody. Who cares? All that matters is, are you getting pleasure out of it? And so, you know, there could be all sorts of shameful 
things, things that we feel a sense of embarrassment about. We don't have to actually feel embarrassed about it, according to the Syrians. It's pleasure, right? And perhaps we could say a similar thing with pain. There might be some pains that it would be shameful to avoid. Who cares? The good thing is to avoid the, the pain. There are also pleasures that require pains or a lot of work or however you want to put it for their own production, right? He says that the things that are productive of certain pleasures are often of a painful nature, right? The very opposite of pleasure. And so does this mean that we should avoid them completely? No, we should think about how we can prudently run our lives. It's as a, a translated here, it's a great translation. It's an irksome business, right? Dus colas taton, right? It's, it's, it's a real pain in the rear, figuratively speaking, to go and get these pleasures that require so much of us. And, you know, in the very beginning of the life of Aristippus, we hear that he derived pleasure from what was present, right? What was at hand, paronton, and he did not toil. He didn't put in work to procure the enjoyment of something not present. There's enough things to enjoy in the present. We don't have to do an awful lot of work to get pleasure. So that's the typical Cyrenaic view on that. The last thing that we have to talk about is other things that people typically value, prudence, practical wisdom, virtue, right? Moral goodness, excellence, friendship, wealth. These are all considered to be good from a Cyrenaic perspective, but they're good insofar as they conduce to pleasure, right? So why is, is it good to be prudent so that you can run your life and enjoy as many pleasures and avoid as many pains as possible? Why is it good to be virtuous? Well, it keeps you out of trouble, right? It allows you to have that self-mastery. Why are friendships important? Well, because they can provide us with the opportunity for pleasure, warding off pain. Wealth can help us in similar respects, but what really matters is pleasure and the avoidance or the reduction of pain. This is the Cyrenaic uh, viewpoint on this as articulated by its founder and the teacher of all of these students who come afterwards, some of whom are going to make some interesting modifications. Aristippus, the follower of Socrates, who is articulating one of the earliest, at least in Greek philosophy, hedonistic perspectives. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.